Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is the best of two pros and a cup of joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. How's that racist? Racist. I can't get into this? Man. Racist. One more time. One more time. One more time. (laughs) Racist. (laughs) It is LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. No Brady Quinn. Uh, He will be back with us here coming up tomorrow, Uh, but we will take you all the way up through the end of the hour, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 o'clock Pacific. You can listen to this show, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of affiliates all across the country and wherever the hell you are, making us a part of your Thursday morning. We appreciate you doing so. Uh, we are going to be having some more fun here. we got another hour to play with. We are two hours in. We've been talking a lot about the Hall of Fame game coming up later on. Uh, 8 Eastern time, 5 o'clock Pacific, 2 Hawaii, 4 in Alaska, you name it. Uh, everybody fired up uh, for the first football game of the year. we got Jags Raiders. Uh, yeah! For the Hall of Fame game. Yeah! Yeah! Uh, so the... Um, <laughs> The news out of the NFL is that the league, no surprise, is going to appeal the suspension that was laid down of six games for Deshaun Watson. Uh, They are reportedly seeking a full year. Uh, They're also seeking some sort of a fine and also some sort of treatment that Deshaun Watson must have to go through. Why are we saying they're seeking? Why are we still saying they're seeking? Because I don't think they're they're going to get everything they ask for. What what they are going to do is – is make it a harsher penalty on Deshaun Watson because they did not like what Sue L. Robinson did to them. They did not like that that it was handled in a way that made them look soft. 
And and for what it's worth, you guys were the ones that hired her. You guys hired her to come on and do her work. She did her due diligence. She has an extensive background in 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 obviously legal proceedings, being a former judge. And you didn't like her you didn't like her recommendation. But the bottom line is you guys hired her for one of the most high-profile situations as it applies to making a decision for with one. I mean, would you say this is more high-profile than even rendering a decision for Ray Rice? Because um, I think that's the only one that would maybe rival in terms of, of kind of this is a big deal type of deal. The only reason I would say – the thing the thing that made obviously the Ray Rice situation was bad. What made it worse is when you saw the video. But 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 it was a very open closed uh, a a very very defined deal. The the video defined it for everyone. The NFL knew, knew they had to make a a harsh a harsh reality for for you know what his actions were. See, and and part of the problem was the NFL reportedly saw that video. They had that video, and it was TMZ that came out. I couldn't remember the morning it dropped because I was actually producing on the show that was on the network at that time in this time slot. And I remember uh, my buddy at TMZ called me the night before and said, hey, something's dropping tomorrow morning. Just be on the lookout. I said, what is it? He goes, I can't tell you. He's all, just be on the lookout. It's a bombshell. It's dropping tomorrow morning. He told me exactly what time. I think it was like 8 Eastern time, like right about this time. And that video came out, and I texted him right afterwards. And I said, oh, my God. He said, yeah, we were able to get the, the video, and we think the NFL had this the whole time. That's that's why I think that was such a bad situation is because the NFL had certainly that video. Bad. Yeah, certainly bad. This I think But this is as high profile as it gets. Yeah. And and I it's mean, also it's just, we've never we've never seen any behavior like this. Like never never heard of it. Th- this is and you you played so with far some guys. You played with some guys who some uh, nasty dudes. <laughs> some very very nasty dudes. <laughs> And they'll tell you how nasty they were, you know, especially <laughs> back then. They were some nasty, nasty dudes, man. And and, and this is this is as bad this as it nasty. gets. Yeah, this it's, is as nasty as it gets. Nasty. Um, and uh, it is it is funny because now, like, if you were one of those people who thought, you know, I'm going to take advantage of this financially, and I'm going to go ahead and place some bets on the Browns and all that stuff, DraftKings has now completely taken all that off the board. So that has all been taken off the board uh, by DraftKings. Uh, they have said, no, we're not uh, we're not playing this game. We want to see what the final results are. It was open for a little while, win totals to make the playoffs, et cetera, et cetera. All that has been taken off the board. So a uh, lost opportunity there. Here's where I. I do think that there's an interesting scenario that could play out. And you tell me what, if you were the league, how you would play this. So he's already suspended six games. We know that. All right. So let's just pretend that the NFL is negotiating back and forth with Deshaun Watson and the Players Association. Last time they tried to come to some sort of a compromise, it didn't go anywhere. But say... Deshaun Watson and his camp realize if we push this any further and it gets into next year or if we try and uh, delay this any further, all this is going to do is cost us more money down the road. Let's just get this over with. Let's do what we did with some of the civil lawsuits and let's settle 
and let's just move on with our lives. If that's the case, the NFL is in an interesting spot here. Here's why. So there's been some speculation that 12 games could be a compromise, that that they would look at this and say, okay, well, you will want a full season. You're happy with the six. Let's meet in the middle. How's 12 games sound? The problem is with, with fines, penalties, and uh, a whole lot of therapy. Correct. the The problem is the twelfth game would be the game at Houston. Do you think? Do you think that the NFL looks at this and says eleven games? I'm telling you, man. If if it comes down and they go, well, we're just going to meet in the middle. So let's go ahead and settle with 11 games. I'm calling BS right off the bat. They know what that would look like if Deshaun Watson made his debut with the Browns and it was at the Texans. Yeah, but he's going to come right. I mean, he's going to come right in and play at week 11. Oh, yeah, and he's not at the facility for for 10 weeks. I mean, yeah. Like that's, I mean, like why is he like the the twelfth game of the year would be at the Texans if they're in the playoff hunt. Second, he comes back, you're playing him, right? I, I would assume. I don't know. That's a long time to be out. Yeah, especially because he hasn't played in an entire season, and also he hasn't played since I think January. That would put him at about twenty three months since he last played. That's a long time to just put somebody right in soon as they're they're clear to go. You know, I don't know, but I, I'll i say this. I'll say this as it applies to, to this whole scenario and the way it's kind of playing out. It It's interesting that the, the outcries of of this not being a harsh enough, harsh enough penalty on on Deshaun Watson. I, I just think that if you had an idea of how you wanted to approach what this punishment should have been and where it should have gone, then you should have did it in the beginning. Like, I just don't, I just don't agree with the idea of you put it in somebody else's hands of, of note and of experience and, and you didn't like what their recommendation was. So now you're going to go back and, and write it. You should have just did it to begin with. I mean, you were catching heat for being the judge, jury, executioner before. You should you should have just went ahead and did it, did it again this time. I just feel like it makes it messy to have somebody give you a recommendation. You don't like the recommendation, so you're going to go – like you're either going to appoint someone else to do it, which is messier, or you're going to do it, which is still messy because it's like, well, we didn't like it, so we're going to come back and we're going to do it the way that we want to do it. And and for what it's worth on the whole, you know, fight it and go to court type thing, I think it should be noted that I do not believe that Deshaun Watson believes he's done anything wrong. Oh, yeah. He's... I think we still got to maintain keeping that in the forefront of all of this because Deshaun Watson, it seems as though he's settling because he wants to play. But now if you get into him getting punishment and you're saying he has to get therapy and all of this other stuff that goes along with that, I believe Deshaun Watson will definitely try to fight that because he does not believe he's done anything wrong. And that's something that has to be, you know, kept 
kept in the notes of of where this is all going. To to accept that you need therapy is to admit that you have a problem. He hasn't even apologized, Lavar. Like okay. he like never well, one time. Go. Like never one time is he because he doesn't think he I needs agree. to apologize. It, it's the weirdest thing. Like he lives in almost like this world of it's delusion. An universe. Yeah. yeah. Like That's like no no universe, no. People. I'm not the problem. You guys you, are the problem. You like, are the problem, dude. It's everyone else. Like just the numbers alone. Say everything was on the up and up say everything was on the up and up the numbers alone are egregious like if if you had you know 24 different massage therapists your buddies would be like hey man what's uh what are you doing what you got going on bro but like it's 24 that are saying hey this was not what we signed up for this is not what we planned for and by the way for people out there saying well you know um, we don't know whether or not like who's telling the truth well we do know because he lied he already said at one point he this what none of this stuff was about any sort of sexual acts or anything like that and then his own legal team acknowledged that at least three or four of these uh ended with some sort of a sexual encounter afterwards and they all and called I mean, it consensual. Come on. We've all done it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that was his other uh, the happy ending saying, uh, rationale. Let's just be honest. Like, oh my god, haven't man. we all done this before? What I mean, a what geez. a weird dude, man. What, what, what a like, weird no, dude. No, we haven't all done it. No, it's uh, no, we haven't. <laughs> it's just the answer's no. It's just so bizarre. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros in a Cup of Joe. With Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox, weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O O O O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when 
when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trip of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their goodyear test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Let's now turn it over to the great Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB, our Fox Sports Radio NFL insider, and uh, always kind enough to join us every single Thursday. Uh, Albert, uh, apologies, uh, no Brady Quinn, so you're stuck with LeVar and I this yes. morning. So, Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll find a way to make it through. At, at you least go. you're not going to get bullied on the air. That's always nice uh, to start off your day. Um, so oh. can you? we were having a little bit of a back and forth, a fun discussion about the Hall of Fame game. Are you all in on the Hall of Fame game? Are you going to be watching every single second of it? Or are you like a lot of people, you get, hy- you get hyped up for it, and about a quarter in you realize it's not what you at, were asking for? I don't think it really takes a quarter for most oh, people. Oh, come it? on. <laughs> no. Come on, Al. Football's back. I mean, I don't know. It's exciting to see people. I mean, and look, like there's a great story there tonight, too. Josh McDaniels, like, making his debut um, on the sideline for the Raiders in the stadium that he played high school football in. So that's pretty that's cool. That's pretty cool, but, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, you normally you turn it on, and, I mean, this game almost always is worse than the other preseason games, isn't it? Because, <laughs> like, usually – I mean, I'm not kidding, though. Usually, like, usually the teams that are playing in this game play fewer guys than even a normal preseason game. Like, I, I, I can't remember the last time I saw a starting quarterback in this one, right? Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. That's true. But it's true, though. Like, if you're going to play – normally, like, coaches, if they're going to play their starters in the preseason, um, you know, and they have the longer schedule, like they get the extra game, they don't play their guys in this game. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I guess it'll be exciting to turn on the TV and there's football on there, but and, – and it always is, but it doesn't take long to figure out what's actually happening out there on the field, which is I, – I mean, more or less, LeVar, a glorified tryout, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. The the, I mean, I played in one game. I played in one Hall of Fame game. It was pretty cool, um, the environment of it. But it was, you know, a getaway trip. Uh, you get away from training camp and you get to watch the younger guys play. And you know, if you're a football See, I fan, thought, Levar, I, Levar, I would have uh, thought you guys would have hated it because it means you have to show up to training camp a week early, right? Yeah, that is true. But you get to a game quicker. Like okay. once okay. you get into camp, the one thing about camp is the closer you get to games, the the more the practices, the intensity of the practices taper off. So right. it's kind of like to have a game. Yeah, you start early, but you, I I do believe you break camp. That we broke camp earlier too. You know what I mean? So okay. we got out of camp earlier, but they also start to dial back how hard they're working you, which that was a different time for, for training camps back then. Yeah, I mean, that was also fact, when camp was camp. Now it's got to be an inconvenience now because it's just it's, camps are a whole lot more um, less impactful on your bodies. But, that it, you know, it is what it is, right? I mean, you get an opportunity to see the, the Hall of Famers come on to the field. Maybe that's a guy that you never, you know, saw in person before or whatever it may be, but you've heard about him and seen him play. So there are some advantages to it. But in terms of being a spectator, I mean, it's just one of those things. If you're really into football, you're going to watch it. Yeah. If you're Roberto, you're probably, you know, a part-timer <laughs> and you're you're not. You're not going to watch it. Yeah, so it's just a shame. It oh. uh, I actually I- – I actually think I'm going to be like in the car going to the airport when it's on. Today, so. <laughs> uh, uh, can I? Uh, uh, you don't get this one because I know exactly what you're about to ask, and I want it more than you want okay, it. So I'm going it. to take it. Have at it. Uh, so, uh, Albert, the the whole thing with Deshaun Watson. Um, yeah. Why didn't Roger Goodell just go ahead and arbitrate it, or do it, or? do his recommendation, whatever the role is that they gave to Sue L. Robinson, why not just do it on your own to make sure you get the conclusion that you want? Because this just seems like an unnecessary, an unneeded headache of mess that could have possibly been avoided, and you just have to take the, the criticisms and the scrutiny that's going to come with you being the judge, jury, and executioner of this situation. Well, number one, they 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 negotiated this process with the union. So, like back in 2022 years ago, when they were negotiating the CBA, um, they felt like they needed a more fair process to, to 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 handle these sorts of cases. And so, this is what they put in place. So, it has to go through an independent, a jointly appointed independent arbitrator first. You know, and then I think the one thing it does do, Lavar, is it establishes the fact. Right, like so, it really here was up to Sue Robinson to establish the facts, and those can't change now. So, like they have four women, um, they, you know, four cases that the, the league brought. She found those credible. Um, that number can't change. It can't go from four to two. It can't go to, from four to twenty-four. That's the number. And so, you know, like the basically at this point, 
Roger Goodell is not going to be arguing or is not going to be, you know, looking at the facts. Like, the facts are already established. What he's going to have to do is look at the process, and that's what the league's going to be appealing is the process. And, um, you know, what they're going to have to find is the flaw in Sue Robinson's process in getting the six games. Um, and, you know, then, of course, you know, after that, there's the question of whether or not this goes to court. So there's a lot for the league to think about when it comes to how they're going to how they're going to handle what Sue Robinson put in front of them. Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. You can get him on Twitter, at Albert Breer. Um, what is your expectation for what the final conclusion is going to be, and also how long until we can just put this whole thing to bed and move forward? I, I Honestly, um, Jonas, I don't know what the conclusion is going to be. And I, I think the, the challenge here, look, I think that there was some merit to the idea they could walk away because if they had walked away, they could essentially pin this on Sue Robinson if they'd wanted to, right? They could say, you know, we didn't like this, but we negotiated this process. Um, we respect the process. Um, we don't like how she, she, she saw the facts, but, um, you know, we think that she was fair in the way that she looked at this and we're going to leave it alone, right? So they had the option to do that. I think that was a real option for them, um, but they chose not to do that. So, you know, now I think that the challenge for the league is going to be um, how you thread the needle between, like, to putting something out, there, like, like giving, giving Deshaun Watson something that is going to be accepted by the public while maybe finding a way to not wind up in federal court. You know, I, I think that that's, Probably, if you're the league, what you want to do at this point, where, you know, okay, like 8, 10, 12 games, is that going to make us look tough in the eyes of the public? While, you know, also, you know, maybe being something that Deshaun Watson isn't going to take us to federal court over. They could always push the nuclear button, too. You know, like that's the other thing. It's like, you know, if they're not worried about going to court, like, then we're talking about something else. And I don't know how, where, where it is in the list of priorities, but. You know, obviously, if they go to court, then um, you know Deshaun Watson's camp can seek a t- temporary restraining order, get the suspension stayed, and then he plays through. You know, the the court being the the, the case being in court. So, you know, I, I think right now it's I don't think it's an easy decision on you know what the I don't think he's got an easy decision in front of it as far as um, a whether or not Roger handles um, the case, whether or not he hears the case, and then b what the final punishment winds up being. Oh, man, I, I, think, I just think it's messy. If you agreed to a process the way you just explained it in my initial question, but in the end, Roger Goodell still can reserve the right to get involved and make the decision. I mean, am I missing something here, Al? Like, honestly, like, okay, you established the facts. I get that, but... Sue L took how how long did she take before she gave her recommendation? Was it three weeks? It was a while. Five weeks. Oh, five Jesus. weeks. Five weeks yeah. of a person that has legal, like uh, a a a judicial uh, what is it called judiciary uh, background. She she's a judge. She took five weeks, and you're saying you're not okay with her recommendation, where you could have just let this be what it was going to be, you had, that, like you said, you had plausible deniability in the situation and said, listen, 
This is a qualified person. And oh, by the way, a qualified woman that yeah. went took five weeks to come up with this this as her recommendation. I just I don't understand it. Like what what are we missing here? Because that seems strange to me to say, okay, we're gonna follow a process and this process seems fairer and it makes more sense. But oh, by the way, if we don't like it in the end, we still yeah. can do what we wanna do as it applies to how we wanna discipline the player in the end. Did I miss something there or is that accurate? No, I mean like I I mean I think it's Look, like I do think yeah, a big piece of negotiating this the way that they negotiated it was um, there are owners that don't want the NFL intimately involved in these sorts of cases anymore. And, you know, they don't have subpoena power. There are flaws in the way that they've investigated things. Um, you know, over the last 10, 12 years, we all know the cases where their their own process hadn't worked. And so, you know, I, I know, you know Jerry Jones is one of them. Um, absolutely, you know, and after he went through it with Ezekiel Elliott, you know, where um, they, they, I think there were certainly some owners that felt like we should outsource this and we don't need this, you know, and we're going to, we should close up our, our sort of arm of the FBI here and, and let somebody else handle it. And, you know, I think that's essentially what the idea was here. You know, the five week thing is interesting because, um, you know, one thing that didn't, you know, get reported that I think was really that, 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 that people should have paid a little closer attention to um, was um, what was, was what happened with Sue Robinson at, at the front end of this, which she told the sides that like that, that the suspension was going to cut or that the decision was going to come down the first week of August. And so they knew all along, well, you know, the question then would be, why did she do that? Why did she say to them, like it, this is going to take five weeks. She wanted to give them time to negotiate a settlement. And then yeah. they actually did sit down and discuss it. Now I've told you guys before the the settlement talks really broke down. The first set of settlement talks broke down right before the hearing because the league wanted a year and, you know, and, and, and Deshaun Watson was not going to go for a year. Well, they wound up quietly circling back over the last few weeks because Sue Robinson had given them this window and the NFL made an offer of uh, suspension of about 12, of, of 12 games and a fine of close to $10 million. I, you know, I, I, I can also tell you that Deshaun Watson was willing to accept a suspension of six to eight games, but with no additional fine. So they did move off of their positions to some degree and a little, and there was some progress there. But ultimately, they never got close to a deal. So that's why that five-week window was there, because Sue Robinson was trying to figure out whether or not the two sides could figure it out on their own. Wow. wow. Uh, Albert Breer joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Sean Watson sounds more and more like the godfather every single day, man. Yeah. <laughs> Senior NFL reporter with the MMQB. Uh, Albert, uh, on the field, I wanted to ask you, um, you're obviously in your training camp tour. Just from your travels around the league and around the country, is there was there a team that you were pleasantly surprised with, and one that you came away from being a little bit concerned going into the season? Um, you know, I I just today I'm I'm in Denver. This is going to be the tenth team I, I've, I've visited. I I'd say, well, you know, I would tell you like that. 
the team I was pleasantly surprised with might be might be Indianapolis. Like I just I, like watching them practice, seeing them in person, you can kind of see like how that roster's been built up. You know, and I know a lot of times we focus on you know the big box moves in the off season and everything else. I don't know why you know, Matt Ryan, the acquisition of Matt Ryan, didn't get more attention. I, I mean, he's not that much older than Russell Wilson. He's won an MVP. He's been to a Super Bowl. And he's, you know, going on to this roster that I think has been really good for a while now, um, but just has had the issues of quarterback in the aftermath of Andrew Luck's retirement. So, you know, the teams I saw that might be a little bit better than people think, um, the Colts would be up there just because I think they're really complete. And now I think they have the quarterback to tie this all together. And I do think, like, the offense, like, between Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman, the rookie Alex Pierce, Paris Campbell, uh, Mo Alley-Cox, like, you know, and then all the linemen they have. If they can get their left tackle position settled, it's a really, really well-rounded offense that should play the Matt Ryan strengths. Um, yeah, as for a team that I you know, think is going to pretty clearly, I, it wouldn't be a surprise, but I, I think it's pretty clearly going to go through, you know, a, a retooling year. It's got to be the Bears, you know, and, um, I, I'm going to be interested to see what this means for Justin Fields in his future because I know the guys there like him, and they really love what they've seen from him over the last three or four months. But the one thing you have to remember with him is the new guys there, Matt Eberflus and Ryan Poles, they ain't married to him. You know, like, it's not like with Zach Wilson, you know, the guys who drafted him are in the building. Um, the guys who are in the building now, the, the guys who drafted Justin Fields are gone. And so, you know, he's got a coach and GM that he is, um, that, that, that inherited him. And the roster is being torn down in his second year. So, to me, Chicago is going to be really interesting. I think they've got a chance to be competitive this year. Um, but it's not like the situation, you know, in New York for Zach Wilson or New England for, for Mac Jones, where, you know, or, and certainly not the situation for Trey Lance in San Francisco where those teams really have a lot of infrastructure around them. I mean, Justin Fields is going to have to make a lot of things work on his own. And, and you know from being, obviously, an Ohio State alum, like everybody that talks to Justin Fields or has been around him loves him, but it yeah. just feels like he's in a crap spot, like just a terrible spot to start his career. Yeah, and, it's, and that, that's the thing is, it's like, you know, so much of this, I think, is based on environment, you know, and, um, you know, you look at Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, and those guys obviously become great players. Those guys become what they are if they don't have the sort of support system they had around them. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, both those guys have the same head coaches they came into the league with. You know, Josh Allen comes in the league. He has Stephon Diggs in his second year. Um, you know, Patrick Mahomes has Tyree Gill on his team. Um, both have, you know, really sound offensive lines. Both have defenses that can play, so they're not – I mean, they don't have to be world beaters every week to win games. Um, you know, I think that's something that's, like, really overlooked is, like, how important having the right environment around you is, you know. And, um, you know, I, I certainly think you can look at the guys who've been successful, you know, and, again, like guys like Allen and Mahomes, and those guys deserve all the credit in the world for getting where they've gotten to, right? But a, pe- a big piece of that is the, the, the support system that's around those guys. And it'll be interesting to see whether or not Justin Fields gets that with the Bears firing, their head, firing his head coach and general manager after just one year. 
He's Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB. Uh, always kind enough to join us every single Thursday on the show. Get him on Twitter, at Albert Breer. Albert, always appreciate it, man. We know it's an early start for you uh, as you're uh, venturing out towards the West Coast and you're in Denver now. Uh, so we appreciate you hanging out with us for a few minutes again. Thank you, sir. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. There he All is, right. uh, Albert Breer, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. This is where real conversations happen. Listen to the Rice or Wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? 
Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location species salt versus freshwater and more plus it's smooth sailing with fishing bookers simple online payment method you'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local start your angling adventure now with fishing booker visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today fishing booker fishing trips made easy Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. So when we were talking with Albert Breer last week, and I made mention of this because I didn't it, it didn't occur to me until he said it that Ezekiel Elliott is entering year seven of his career. Like that he's already I mean, he's coming up on twenty seven years old. We've already started to see a little bit of the wear and tear, uh, down years the past couple of seasons. Um, you've made mention of it, Lavar talking about he doesn't have that same burst when you watch him and you see him in comparison to Tony Pollard. There's just a difference in, in the pace of, of the game and at that position. And he was talking with the athletic recently and uh, it was kinda interesting to hear him sort of look at his career as a whole and one of the uh, the points that he made was, uh, quote, I've been playing football 20 years. This is my seventh year. I've seen a lot of football. I don't think I need a preseason game, especially with these joint practices. And then he talked about some of his goals. And uh, 10,000 yards is a goal of his. He's got a little bit over 2,000 to go. But it's just it, it's funny because when you look at him, you go, well, he's been in the league seven years now. And then you forget about the pounding he took before he got into the NFL. And it just it just seems like since he got that deal and since he got that that Cabo contract that we've just started to see a little bit of a steady decline and credit to him for getting paid when he did. But it it just feels like he's already maybe kind of seen the end is near. And now he's starting to think about long term career goals. Well, he has not been the same back since since getting the the contract that he received um can he turn that around at this point in time i think only he knows that uh has tony pollard looked to be a more explosive running back a more explosive play running back absolutely he has um has he been productive i mean obviously 
his stats are, are are still his stats. There's still a belief in him, at least from Jerry Jones, that he can be the featured guy in, in their offense. His teammates love him. So there are a lot of there are a lot of factors going in favor of Ezekiel Elliott where he's at. Even though an onlooker, I'm an onlooker with no type of you know emotions connected to what my analysis would be of him. I I just don't think he's been the same back. I don't think he's been as scary of a back. I don't think that you really have to prepare for Ezekiel Elliott when talking about, you know, who are the guys you have to stop when you play the Dallas football team? He's not he wouldn't be the first or second name probably that is mentioned on your scouting report. Is he someone of note? Yes, he is because of his body of work. So you can't you can't just throw caution to the wind and looking at Ezekiel Elliott, he could he could have enough left in him to to be better. Make no mistake about it. It's not just him. It's not just what he hasn't been capable of doing. It really comes down to what they're able to do with their offensive front. And I've told people this all along. That elite, the, the, the days of talking about an elite offensive front, uh, an offensive front that can open up big old holes and get, you know, get people moving downfield. All those things that you saw and what could have been an, an, a heavy all, all-star loaded, all-pro loaded offensive front, it is no longer that type of offensive front. And it's been that way for maybe a little while now, at least at least one or two seasons, I would say. So it's not just on Ezekiel Elliott, you know, and, and so to me, all all of the conditions, all of the elements involved with him, it doesn't work to his favor not having an offensive line that can open up the type of holes that make it easier for a running back to run the ball, knowing that we're playing in a league where offensive you know, running backs have been minimized to begin with anyway due to all of the passing that's taking place. But – you know Jerry Jones likes the way he blocks and passes, <laughs> yeah. so, and that's right. and that's a hey, and and that is a big that's a big deal to have a, a running back that is able to block in the passing game, especially in a pass first league. Yeah, I mean, especially when you're getting paid that amount of money, that's why Jerry gave him that contract so he could yeah, block. Yeah, so he could block. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. That, that makes all the sense in the world, uh, according to Jerry Jones. Here, you know what I wonder about Dallas? Has the window closed? Like, because, and I asked that because in 2016, they drafted their franchise running back and franchise quarterback, and they had the best O-line in the league. And here we are seven years later, and they got nothing to show for it. Everybody got paid, but they got nothing to show for it. And then you look around the division, Philadelphia's improved, Washington has improved, the Giants are, are, are trying to figure it out. But you've still got Green Bay, you've got Tampa Bay, and I'm not saying the NFC is the strongest in the world, but it just feels like Dallas's best chance to really do what Jerry Jones has so desperately wanted them to do, and that's get back to the big game, get back to a Super Bowl. It feels like 
that's gone. And and maybe this is just who they are, and they're going to tread water and be a topic of conversation because of the Cowboys, but they're not really actually a serious threat in the NFC. Well, they improved their defense dramatically when they added Quinn and had the draft that they had. They they lose Gregory, but it, they they're still they still have pieces on defense where this can be a dominant defense. I'm I'm not sure that their defense is good enough that they can carry yeah. the entire load of the Dallas Cowboys, and I think that that's the biggest question for me because I do not trust the Dallas offense. I've been saying that all along. And and if you take a, a fine-tooth comb, if you take a, a microscope to it, a magnifying glass to it, you can see that there are tremendous holes in looking at why this offense may not be as good as what people are projecting them to be. Now, there's the possibility that they could be. I just don't see it. They have the ability. You know, I tell, I tell my guys this in, in, before we practice, you know, there's certain people I just don't think highly of that's on our team. And it's because of their actions. It's because of the things that you've done. But that doesn't mean that you don't have the opportunity to change what made me not think highly of you every single time we touch that football field or the weight room or the meeting room. You Just like you earned not having high thoughts of you, you can earn and change the thought process of how people view you. Or you could not care at all, right? And that's Dallas's offense. To me, we get so caught up into the statistical categories of how well Dak Prescott has done, but in reality, he doesn't win big games. In reality, the Dallas Cowboys don't win big games. And I don't see this team as an improvement and an upgrade in any way on the offensive side of the ball where you would feel any differently about them doing that. In fact, I think, as you mentioned, teams like Washington, teams like Philly have improved. I mean, they made some very, very, very strategically sound additions during the course of this offseason, that would lend me to believe that they could actually get in front, jump in front of Dallas in terms of their competitive, uh, you know, approach to winning the NFC East. And and I don't, I stand on that. I think that that Philly is going to be the much the most improved team. I think they're the team that's going to win the East. And I think that it may be a shocker to people that it may not be Dallas that even gets into the second space of, of being in the East. It may be Washington. Now, if uh, if Philly does win the East, as you have predicted here on the show for quite some time, uh, are you going to be humble about it or are you I'm going not, to wear I'm people always, out? I'm always humble. But but there's a difference between being humble and being boldly um, boldly situated in in the logic that you've used. I have no problem letting you know I applied logic to my conclusion, and when it plays out, if it played out exactly the way that I I in my mind, the reason why I came to the conclusion that I did, 
Yeah, I have no problem letting you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think I think that's a more humble approach than I would take. Because if I had your resume and I made three Pro Bowls and I played my entire career in the NFC East, and then I correctly predicted who was going to win the NFC East, and it wasn't the favorite, and it wasn't the Dallas Cowboys with all the fanboys that cover the Cowboys, and, and especially in our media world and also around the country, I would wear people's ass out. I would let yeah. them know every Almost. chance I got. Just saying. Yeah. It's an, I mean, it's an option. I, I, it's not that big of a deal to me. That's why, I, it, to me, when when I make my predictions and 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 I apply my logic, it's just it's one hundred percent just that because it's really not that big of a deal to me. You know, I'm just doing my job. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to. So when we were talking with Albert Breer last week, and I made mention of this because I didn't, it, it didn't occur to me until he said it, that Ezekiel Elliott is entering year seven of his career. Like that he's already, I mean, he's coming up on 27 years old. We've already started to see a little bit of the wear and tear uh, down years the past couple of seasons. Um, you've made mention of it, LeVar, talking about he doesn't have that same burst. When you watch him and you see him in comparison to Tony Pollard, there's just a difference in, in the pace of, of the game and at that position. And he was talking with The Athletic recently, and uh, it was kind of interesting to hear him sort of look at his career as a whole. And one one of the uh, the points that he made was, uh, quote, I've been playing football 20 years. This is my seventh year. I've seen a lot of football. I don't think I need a preseason game, especially with these joint practices. And then he talked about some of his goals. And uh, 10,000 yards is a goal of his. He's got a little bit over 2,000 to go. But it's just it, it's funny because when you look at him, you go, well, he's been in the league seven years now. And then you forget about the pounding he took before he got into the NFL. And it just it just seems like since he got that deal and since he got that that Cabo contract that we've just started to see a little bit of a steady decline and credit to him for getting paid when he did. But it, it just feels like he's already maybe kind of seen the end is near. And now he's starting to think about long term career goals. Well, he has not been the same back since since getting the the contract that he received um can he turn that around at this point in time i think only he knows that uh has tony pollard looked to be a more explosive running back a more explosive play running back absolutely he has um has he been productive i mean obviously his stats are are, are still his stats there's still a belief in him, at least from Jerry Jones, that he can be the featured guy in, in their offense. His teammates love him. So there are a lot of there are a lot of factors going in favor of Ezekiel Elliott where he's at. Even though an onlooker, I'm an onlooker with no type of, you know, emotions connected to what my analysis would be of him. I, I just don't think he's been the same back. I don't think he's been as scary of a back. I don't think that you really have to prepare for Ezekiel Elliott when talking about, you know, who are the guys you have to stop when you play the Dallas football team. He's not – he wouldn't be the first or second name probably that is mentioned on your scouting report. Is he someone of note? Yes, he is because of his body of work. 
So you can't you can't just throw caution to the wind and looking at Ezekiel Elliott, he could he could have enough left in him to to be better. Make no mistake about it. It's not just him. It's not just what he hasn't been capable of doing. It really comes down to what they're able to do with their offensive front. And I've told people this all along. That elite, the, the, the days of talking about an elite offensive front, uh, an offensive front that can open up big old holes and get, you know, get people moving downfield, all those things that you saw and what could have been an, an, a heavy all, all-star loaded, all-pro loaded offensive front, it is no longer that type of offensive front, and it's been that way for maybe a little while now, at least at least one or two seasons, I would say. So it's not just on Ezekiel Elliott, you know, and, and so to me, all, all of the conditions, all of the elements involved with him, it doesn't work to his favor not having an offensive line that can open up the type of holes that make it easier for a running back to run the ball, knowing that we're playing in a league where offensive you know, running backs have been minimized to begin with anyway due to all of the passing that's taking place. But, you know, Jerry Jones likes the way he blocks and passes. <laughs> yeah. so, and that's right. and that's a hey, and and that is a big that's a big deal to have a, a running back that is able to block in the passing game, especially in a pass first league. Yeah, I mean, especially when you're getting paid that amount of money. That's why Jerry gave him that contract so he could yeah, block. Yeah, so he could block. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. That, that makes all the sense in the world, uh, according to Jerry Jones. Here, you know what I wonder about Dallas? Has the window closed? Like, because, and I asked that because in 2016, they drafted their franchise running back and franchise quarterback, and they had the best O-line in the league. And here we are, seven years later, and they got nothing to show for it. Everybody got paid, but they got nothing to show for it. And then you look around the division, Philadelphia's improved, Washington has improved, the Giants are, are, are trying to figure it out, but you've still got Green Bay, you've got Tampa Bay, and I'm not saying the NFC is the strongest in the world, but it just feels like Dallas's best chance to really do what Jerry Jones has so desperately wanted them to do, and that's get back to the big game, get back to a Super Bowl. It feels like that's gone, and, and maybe this is just who they are, and they're going to tread water and be a topic of conversation because they're the Cowboys, but they're not really actually a serious threat in the NFC. Well, they improved their defense dramatically when they added Quinn and had the draft that they had. They they lose Gregory, but it, they they're still they still have pieces on defense where this can be a dominant defense. I'm I'm not sure that their defense is good enough that they can carry yeah. the entire load of the Dallas Cowboys, and I think that that's the biggest question for me because I do not trust the Dallas offense. I've been saying that all along. And and if you take a, a fine-tooth comb, if you take a, a microscope to it, a magnifying glass to it, you can see that there are tremendous holes in looking at why this offense may not be 
as good as what people are projecting them to be. Now, there's the possibility that they could be. I just don't see it. They have the ability. You know, I tell tell my guys this before we practice. You know, there's certain people I just don't think highly of that's on our team. And it's because of their actions. It's because of the things that you've done. But that doesn't mean that you don't have the opportunity to change what made me not think highly of you every single time we touch that football field or the weight room or the meeting room. You Just like you earned not having high thoughts of you, you can earn and change the thought process of how people view you. Or you could not care at all, right? And that's Dallas's offense. To me, we get so caught up into the statistical categories of how well Dak Prescott has done but in reality, he doesn't win big games. In reality, the Dallas Cowboys don't win big games. And I don't see this team as an improvement and an upgrade in any way on the offensive side of the ball where you would feel any differently about them doing that. In fact, I think, as you mentioned, teams like Washington, teams like Philly have improved I mean, they made some very, very, very strategically sound additions during the course of this offseason that would lend me to believe that they could actually get in front, jump in front of Dallas in terms of their competitive, uh, you know, approach to winning the NFC East. And and I don't I stand on that. I think that that Philly is going to be the much the most improved team. I think they're the team that's going to win the East. And I think that it may be a shocker to people that it may not be Dallas that even gets into the second space of, of being in the East. It may be Washington. Now, if uh, if Philly does win the East, as you have predicted here on the show for quite some time, uh, are you going to be humble about it or are you I'm going not, to wear I'm people always, out? I'm always humble. But but there's a difference between being humble and being boldly um, boldly situated in, in the logic that you've used. I have no problem letting you know I applied logic to my conclusion. And when it plays out, if it played out exactly the way that I, I in my mind, the reason why I came to the conclusion that I did – yeah, I have no problem letting you know. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I think I think that's a more humble approach than I would take. Because if I had your resume and I made three Pro Bowls and I played my entire career in the NFC East and then I correctly predicted who was going to win the NFC East and it wasn't the favorite and it wasn't the Dallas Cowboys with all the fanboys that cover the Cowboys and, and especially in our media world and also around the country, I would wear people's ass out. I would let them know every chance I got. Just saying. It's an, I mean, it's an option. I, 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 it's not that big of a deal to me. That's why, I, it, to me, when when I make my predictions and 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 I apply my logic, it's just it's one hundred percent just that because it's really not that big of a deal to me. You know, I'm just doing my job. <laughs> I'm going to. I, I'm going to. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. 
Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.